Look, I, I got a good mate. He, 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 he's a, a eclectic sort of like. He, um, mate, he says it took you to reach the last end of your life to actually find out your true purpose. And so I, I, I believe that. That's I, I cool. Think, you know, it's like I, I, I love doing what I do. Uh, you know, I got to have plenty of self care in there. You know, because um, like in plumbing, mate. If uh, we talk about if you're playing with sewage and you don't wash it off at the end of the day, you infect the kids, the cat, and the carpet. In episode 10 of Trademarts 120 Grit, we sit down and have a yarn with Justin Gange. Justin is a colourful character with a heart of gold and has worn many hats in his time. He spent 18 years dressing up as Buck the Bronco, representing the Brisbane Broncos. He's also a plumber by trade, semi-finalist on Australia's Got Talent, but most notably works as a field officer for mates in construction. In this episode, Justin takes us through his extraordinary journey, which included a a decline into mental illness being diagnosed with type 1 bipolar. We talk about the events that led up to his decline in mental health, how he came to terms with his diagnosis, and how he's now using his own experiences to positively impact the lives of tradies and construction workers everywhere. But a quick message about our sponsors, who make this podcast, for the working class, possible. Quotespec is the newest building and construction quoting app created and designed by a working builder. Produce job-winning professional quotes in minutes with QuoteSpec's cloud-based quoting software. Get your free trial at www.quotespec.com and be prepared to get your life back. Don't say you. you. <laughs> I don't. Yep. Yep. Oh. Oh. Yep. <laughs> Thanks, Derek. <laughs> Welcome to episode 10. Is it episode 10? I mean, yeah. Feels of- like a 10 to me. Trade Mutt's 120 Grit podcast, uh, the podcast for the working class. We're very lucky to have a, uh, a plumber, field officer for mates in construction, and a semi-finalist in Australia's Got Talent 2012, Justin Gange. Mate, welcome. Welcome. Mate, <laughs> thanks for having me. <laughs> mate, it's awesome to have you in here finally. We've heard so much about you. Gee whiz, I don't, know, I don't know if that's a good thing, mate. No, it's a good thing. How it's you going, thing. Strange Gange? Yeah, good, mate. Yeah. Good, Strange Gange. I like what you did there. Yeah, yeah. It's, I'll, I'll use that. Can I use oh, that? Mate, yeah. I don't know where I got that <laughs> Haven't from. you had that one before? No. I'm no, quite no. creative. Yeah, yeah. Well, I've heard that. You'll yeah. have to keep up. I can see that, actually. Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. It's awesome. No, yeah. great to be here and uh, looking forward to having a yarn about stuff that matters, eh? Bloody oath, mate. Bloody oath. So, uh, you're a qualified plumber and you're from New Zealand. Yeah, yeah, sweet as bro. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh, are you I've from Fakatani? Yeah, no, no, just next door, eh? Oh. Tokoroi, bro. Yeah, yeah, yeah. When did you, when did you cross the ditch? Um, nineteen ninety. So you know, you probably can't can't hear my accent anymore. So yep. uh, uh, come over here, tried concreting, but that was too hard. Um, gave bricklaying a crack. I uh, wanted to be a sparky, but but Dad said get a trade first. So I became a plumber. There you go. <laughs> Love that's, it. That's my that's my story. S- sucked it. in all See you sparkies you out there. <laughs> Love it, mate. So, how uh, how how long have you been plumbing for? When did you when did you get that apprenticeship? Yeah, nineteen ninety four. I I started as um, apprentice back in um, uh, with Queensland Rail, mate. Back back in the uh, the old days, and um, yeah, so started my own business, Jelly Belly Plumbing. You choke and we poke em. <laughs> Um, You know, maybe sewage to you, but it's bread and butter to me. You know all those sayings, mate. So I've, I've had my little uh, grubby subby business for a little while now too. So awesome, yeah. mate. And how did you find your apprenticeship? What was that? Um, like. Yeah, yeah, I just kept turning up, and they kept paying me. It was great. Um, now, I look, it, it was—it's always a challenge, mate. You know, um, you know, the, the old days with hazing and everything like that. I, I didn't get too much because I was a big lump. So, um, but it, I, I learned a lot, and um, I, I'm passionate, mate. I love, I love, um, I love my trade. Nothing better than the smell of sewage on a Monday morning. Oh, yeah. so we all dream nothing, of nothing like a Monday morning turd wrestle. Oh, mate, that's what it's all about. Oh. You know, I've got have hand will travel, mate. If you don't have a plunger, you know, you use what you got. Well, it's it's ninety percent <laughs> water. You know that ninety percent water. <laughs> there we go, Doctor Carlo. <laughs> <laughs> so you uh, you've actually got a pretty interesting. Uh, Pastime for a few years, you were Buck the Bronco. <laughs> That's yeah, yeah. Look, um, mate, all, all my mates are tradies, and um, they got the gig um, back in the uh, the late eighties. Um, and back at ANZ Stadium, we had heaps of mascots, so they got me along. And then, uh, you know, I was a post box and um, the employer bull, and then worked my way up to Buck in two thousand. And um, yeah, climb the corporate uh, mascot ladder. Climb the corporate <laughs> mascot ladder, mate. And, um, yeah, eighteen years later, I, I pulled up stumps. So. 
That's yeah, right. What's that climb like? Is there a bit of competition for spots there? Oh, or? mate, mate, it's dead. It's it's deadly, mate. Is it? Yeah, yeah right. Very drastic, mate. You yeah, know, you don't make friends in the mascot game, do you? No, no. Those coat hangers that you see out on the field, mate, they're real. Yeah, they're real people trying to take you out, mate. Yeah, nice. And but, that's um, we all think it's just a bit of a laugh, right? But yeah, <laughs> it's it is. No, WWE. We, yeah, mate. Yeah, World Federation, mate. It's um, it, it was great, and we you know we had heaps of laughs, a couple of premierships in there along the way, so it was nice. What was the what did you you know? Mean much of the players and stuff like that, or was it just sort of were you alienated, or were you part of the part of the crew? Yeah, good call. Um, look, there's some there's some great players that would um, you know make themselves available. You know, and include you as other players that you've got a job to do. They've got a job to do. So you know, everyone just gets on and does it. But um, now some decent decent human beings that I've met over the years. So yeah, that's would, awesome, mate. Yeah, and you were saying uh, just outside when we were having a chat before that when the uh, when the team wasn't going well, you were sort of copping the brunt of it from the fans on the sideline. Oh, mate, yeah, yeah. For, for some reason, they thought we had some uh, <laughs> hedging over the result. Yeah, no. Secret formula. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, mate, get out there. get Put put the shoes mate, on. Le- yeah. level with us. Were you pulling your weight or what? Oh, look, mate, I've got to be honest, not every day, mate. Not every day. <laughs> well, you can't turn up every day and be and go be going full ball. We all have our off days. That's it. Wow. Well, I mean, I enjoy watching a game of footy like the next man. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah, do you get distracted? Well, you know, when you're supposed to be doing cartwheels and there's a bit of excitement going on. Yeah, heck yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And usually you're standing in someone's view uh, vision as well. So, you know. You <laughs> out of the way. <laughs> Bloody move. Oh, sorry, 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 sorry. Yeah, you know, it was good. It was good. No, we, we had a ball. I, I love going, um, we'd go and do hospital visits and stuff like that. Awesome. So that that always, you know, you're going, going to see people really struggling with life and then you can put a little smile on their face for a couple of nanoseconds. How good's that? I'd give back. Yeah, yeah. And, and that's what it's about. It's like what you guys do, you know, mm-hmm. trying to make a difference on the planet. So, yeah. It's a good. It's a good gig. Awesome. Is, awesome. It, is it true that you can do anything you like when you're dressed up in one of those costumes? Absolutely. No one knows. There's it's no you. rules. Yeah, yeah. We we <laughs> we did get a few uh, complaints over something that um, that, that that looked a, a little bit adult at a game, <laughs> <laughs> and and um, so we'd, uh, we even had a lawyer try and um, sue the uh, the club for us spilling his beer on the night. And, you know, oh, all those sorts of That things. sounds yeah. about right. That yeah. doesn't surprise yeah. me. <laughs> 2006, and I think they had a big picture of me on the back page uh, um, in front of the lineup. So <laughs> it was good. It was know. probably only a 4X gold that he spilled. Like, I, I it, think it was. Was mate. it worth the, worth the time, you know? I don't know. It's, they're about $150 at the game yeah, these one days. Scale. Aren't they? Yeah. Bloody hell, it is rough, isn't it? <laughs> yeah. yeah. It's, uh, how did you end up on... Australia's got talent. Of Australia's all got talent. Look, I, I I always classed myself as a bit of a singer, so I thought I'd give it a crack. I've got two little girls through IVF. One looks like me, the other one looks like the gynecologist, but that's another story. <laughs> um, but I, I, I always tell my girls, look, you know, girls, give everything a crack. Go, you know, whatever you want to do in life, give, give it a go. And and so that's what I did. And I jumped up on Australia's Got Talent, dressed up as um, Buck the Bronco and... Um, Took my head off, have, had a bit of a sing, and they said, yeah, you got a bit of talent. Made it through the semi-finals, and they said, oh, yeah, I think we were wrong. I don't think, like, you suck. Oh, shit. So what, yeah. was, it, what was that whole process like? Like, was it uh, look, online application or a... Yeah, yeah, no, so it was, um, it was, I went through the cattle call, so the blind auditions turned up um, there at the convention centre and... Had a bit of a sing song in the first little room, and they said, "Oh, I'll go and see this producer in that room." And then they said, oh, "I'll go and see this producer in that room." And so it was a pretty full-on first um, cattle call, and and then they said, "Yeah, yeah, we think we've um, we think we've got a bit of a spot for you." And uh, yeah, that was the start of it, and it, that started in October of um, 2011. Then um, the, the semi-finals were in June 2012. So right, it was a whole, that's a, that's you know, a long six, six or eight time. Time. Wow, period, yeah. that long. Yeah, and a lot of it's all check, uh, you know, back backstory and back back finding and stuff. Course, like that. Yeah, so, of course, so, yeah, of course. So, they, so they do their homework. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, nice. What was it like um, coming out of the closet as Buck when oh. you when you took that when you took that you know headpiece off? That's a, a big moment there. Yeah, look, and I mean. You know, there's been heaps of people being bucked before, so I was really breaking all the carny cards. Ooh. You know, it was um, it, it was a it was a it was a step, but um, but I got the approval from everyone. Though, so, um, but it it was good. I mean, at the end of the day, um, you know, it's entertainment. <laughs> and that's trying and that's, to get a smile. Yeah, yeah. And, and that's it. And, and uh, you know, I had a bit of fun, and and the family had a bit of fun through it all. But um, 
it, it's um, I think we were talking earlier about the corrugations in life, you know, and and that was that was a stellar moment, mm. and and um, like stellar moments, you know, it's got to come to an end as well. And yeah, so that's when the crash happened. For me. Yeah, right. Yeah, wow. Well, let's yeah, let's go let's go through that after. After the the semi final, and you've been punted from the show. Yeah, thanks for um, coming. Who were, the, who were the judges? Can I? Who were the judges? Yeah, at that time? yeah. Who so it was Kyle Sandilands, San Kyle, yeah, um, yeah. Danny Minogue, he, buddy Kyle Sandilands, the shock jock. He's a bit yeah. like Rossi, actually. He's a bit well, of a shock jock. Yeah, yeah. Good looking bloke. Like I need Rossi. to put on about one hundred and fifty kilos. Oh. Yeah, yeah. Well, there's plenty of time for that. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and um, uh, oh, one of these, uh, the Irish um, oh, boy band, oh, McFadden. McFadden. That's yeah, it. Right, yeah, cool. Yeah, well, you had a pretty dud lineup, really, didn't you? Yeah, you, miss, you <laughs> miss Simon Cowell. Yeah, yeah. Well, that's that's probably what they were saying when they heard me sing. You know, it's <laughs> uh, um, now nah, look. Um, Kyle was fantastic. You know, he he actually was in my corner, and it was um, it was uh, the other the other turkey that was. Um, I I can still remember his comment. He said, "Oh, that was probably um, nothing better than um, cruise ship karaoke." He called it. Whoa! Little did he know that's what I was going for. <laughs> Jokes so, on you, mate. Yeah. yeah. Uh, thank you. Perfect. Thank you. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. 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 It, um, Validated. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, so it was. Um, look, I I didn't go in thinking I was going to win the thing, um, but they pump you up all along the way to the point where you think, oh, you know what, I might have a crack at Start this. Start to actually believe in yourself, yeah, right? Yeah. 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 And, and that's what they want. They want you believing in yourself. So yeah, that yeah, you, yeah. That's you know, the drama. Can, yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. And, and and at the end of the day, it's a product. And, and and you know they they're trying to find as many many avenues that they can you know get people to tune in or get angry about or whatever. Yeah. And, um, so so I looking back, I can see all that. Yeah. But right there in the heart of it, it's like far out. You just you just shattered me, and my whole my whole world sort of collapsed. So it was, uh, wow. So yeah, that was the tur- that was the turning point. Yeah. Look, uh, it, it probably was. It probably was. I I was under the pump at work. Like work was pretty stressful at the time as well. Was that with Jelly Belly? Um, no, that or was you ba- back with the QR back then. Okay, so, right. Yeah, yep. Um, so that combination of that, um, and I was I was wrecked. You know, you're talking about eight months of you know being in that that hyper bubble sort of thing, and um, and then all of a sudden that stops, and then you got the you know back to reality. Ooh. Girls, gravity, <laughs> and you know a bit of Eminem coming in there, and um, well, just based on that, yeah. they lost out on some serious talent. Yeah, right? I know. Hello, <laughs> hello, hang on. <laughs> um, just throw that up there. Um, yeah, yeah. Look, uh, back to reality, and and I, I was struggling. I was I was coming up to work, and you know, you talk about presenteeism. So I was I was at work, but uh, you know, I was nowhere. You're absent. Here. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. And mm-hmm. um, my boss was picking up, and, and he was calling me out, and mate. You know, you're doing this, you, you know, saying all these things aren't like you. And he kept taking me out for coffees and, you know, I started to bloat, you know, because um, I was on, had to go on to skinny milk, you know, you know, because otherwise I was going to turn into Kyle Sanderlands. <laughs> um, but um, he kept asking me, you know, what's going on, mate? I, I'm, I'm really worried about you. And typical bloke, you know, oh, yeah, nah, yeah, nah, the old Alfie. <laughs> it was but did a, you know there was something wrong? Oh, yeah, mate, I was struggling, but, but uh, I wasn't going to admit it. Okay, so you were, you were battling, and you weren't. You, d- you didn't tell anyone. No, no. But he, he kept kept taking me out, and kept taking me out. And the nice thing about that is actually, um, I knew I was struggling, even though I wasn't admitted to admitting it to anyone else. Um, him taking the time and caring enough to ask me actually gave me a little seed of hope. You know, like oh, someone does care about me. That's out awesome. There. And and finally, I said, mate, you know what? I'm struggling. And so he said, mate, you know, we can all see it. So we met, went back to his office. Um, I called. He, he sat with me in his office, and we called um, a GP. And um, they suggested I go up to the um, the my Logan. Um, I, I'm a Logan boy, loving life in Logan. Yeah. Um, so I, I went back to um, the the Logan um, Hospital Emergency Department, and um, yeah, they they popped me in the the, the psych ward there, and uh, that was yeah, wow. That was so that you went straight from making the call. To straight to the psych ward. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, wow. went to the emergency department and yeah. you know, what's going on, and yeah. just told them all the stuff that was going on in my world. 
And um, how was that? So how was that experience in the emergency department? Oh, mate, look, I, I had white noise going on in my head. Yeah. I don't know if you've been to Logan, but there's a bit of white noise going on in sure. that emergency department. I dare say, mate, I've been to many, many hospitals around the place since then. They're pretty frantic oh, places. Mate. And these, there's some great people doing the best job that they can with their resources and stuff like that. So I tip my hat to anyone that works in those environments with uh, people like me coming in, you know, going shell shock um, but I had my wife beside me because all I needed was one one wrong word I'd be out the door so she was there and she was helping me um, you know make sure I hung around and um, got the help I needed so how life. did how did so you must have been in a very low spot for them to put you into the psych ward so yeah. like run us through what you know where you're at oh mate look I, I was suicidal mate I, I was um, I was looking for a way out I just just um, so much going on. You know, sometimes the circumstances can be so in your face that, that um, you don't see the big picture. You've know, got a beautiful wife and two great kids and, and a good job. And yet all my circumstances are I'm a bad singer, I'm a bad father, I'm a bad parent. All of a sudden those circumstances, um, you know, blind you to the big picture stuff. I, I, I liken it like, you know, you're sitting in the front row of the movies. You know, you don't get to see the big picture like you do in the back row. You know, and that's where I was. I was right in the front row of the movies and not seeing what was the, the, the main things. And and so, um, yeah, that, that was that was where I was at. And um, a, as a young fellow, I, I had battled over in NZ with um, uh, with our substance abuse and um, you know suicide attempts and stuff like that. So because I had that previous experience, I, I had no diagnosis of a mental illness at that point. Um, they they said, yeah. You, need to admit you and, and when I was admitted um, they diagnosed me with a, a mental illness called bipolar type 2 and so that was the start of my uh, uh, mental health journey. Yeah wow so what were your what were your coping mechanisms through that period up until you got help were you doing anything yeah, yourself? Pre- like? pretty, pretty poor mate I, I think you know I, I love a good feed you know that's my culture <laughs> and so mate just eating the wrong stuff you know I, I, I enjoyed you know I'm not an athlete I'm more athletic supporter but, um, <laughs> uh, but but I enjoy a good run I enjoy going for walks I enjoy nature I enjoy all of those things are things that keep me well today uh, but mate, they, they, they went on the back burner and so I went to the coping mechanisms of drink and of, of you know fast food and all those sort of things that when you're stressed out aren't the best for you but they tend to be the things that are really you know provide that instant relief and gratification sometimes so that's um, that going after the show, yep. after Australia's Got Talent, was it a gradual decline or did you just come off it and it was just a bang, an instant down? No, I, th- I think it was a gradual. Yeah. It was a gradual thing because yep. it was. Um, it would have been September, October um, by the time I actually had that admission and, and the show finished in June, July. Um, so it was it was a gradual you know progression of um, flip, I'm no good there and I thought I was and... and um, you know, and all of a sudden, there's all these, you know, other things that come from the side. The Broncos weren't having a great season, you know, all, yeah, the, all, a lot all of those sort of things. The, that, yeah. The whole know, cocktail was put together wrong. Yeah. yeah, yeah, absolutely. It's layer upon layer upon layer, mm. you know, Sarah Lee style. So it was, um, yeah, yeah it, that's, you know, sometimes it takes you, you don't realise how far low you've got until you actually get there. Yeah. Back in that, oh, crap, yeah, I've gone. Yeah. And so was that... I guess after your experience on telly, that created a lot of self doubt yeah, in yourself. Yeah. So I guess being you know shot down essentially yeah. with your singing ability, I, I gather started making you question your ability across all facets of your life. Yeah, well, to a degree, nailed it, nailed yeah. it, mate. And and you know, oh, hang on, all of a sudden, oh, so I'm you know little things. I'm not a great dad, you know, or at work, you know, um, oh, there's a lot of um, talk about people, you know, job losses and stuff like that, and everyone's pointing their finger our way. And um, so I'm thinking, oh, I'm not doing a good job at work either. So, so what's the what's the point in all of this, you know? And um, so all of that stuff, you know, it's circumstantial. That, that, that it's layer upon layer, and it, and it took me to that place. Yeah, so, wow. so why why didn't you seek help while he was, mate, uh, reaching out? Yeah, look, I, I, I've been. You know, I guess like like most males in Australia and New Zealand, you know, we've been trained from an early age that we don't talk about this stuff. We're warriors. Yeah, yeah. Warrior. Once we're warriors, bro. <laughs> you know, we, 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 
we've been trained that um, we, we don't seek for help because we're, we're the ones that are supposed to be holding it all together. And um, and so what was really refreshing about this time was actually my boss um, offered help. So, you know, we, we're, we're all quick. We're great. We're great Aussie mates and we, we're quick to offer our mates help when we can, you know, when we, we see someone struggling, whether they've got a broken leg. You know, it's I'll very hard. And yeah. stuff like it's that. hard to walk past someone who's struggling, no Absolutely. matter what, on the street or, or otherwise. Yeah, 100%. Yeah. So... So it's um, it was that whole, do you know what I've been trained, and his da- and my dad's been trained, and his dad before him's all been trained that we don't talk about this stuff, that we don't seek help because we're the ones supposed to be, you know, pulling all the strings. So so that's why it was it was hard for me. Yet when my boss offered it, it's like, oh, okay, I will take you up on that, mate. You know, and, and just like you know, it's it's about help offering for me, not about help seeking. So. Because we talk about help-seeking behaviour among blokes a lot and yeah. it seems to be a massive issue, one of the biggest issues in this whole space. Yeah. Yeah. Do you think, did you sort of know what you were in when you were in it? Like, was your perspective clouded or did you not sort of realise how much of a dec- decline you might have been on? Look, there's a certain comfort um, and a lethargy that's around when you're, when you're low. And and for anyone, it's been there. It's like the um, just getting out of the bed, out of your bed's a chore sometimes. And and when you're low, it's so hard to have the energy to try and be proactive around about you know doing your you know I I I, I remember you know when I was jelly belly plumbing, um, it was all about you know you, you're working from stupid o'clock to stupid o'clock. And you're knackered and you're doing quotes and you're doing all these sort of things and you're paying invoices and all that. The last thing you need to do after all of that stuff is actually go into Dr. Google and try and fix yourself. And 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 that's, you know, that's ultimately where you're at when you're in those low spots. Um, what I've learned over the years is that um, giving my mates permission to know when I'm in those spots um, for them to come and reach out to me because I find it very hard, even today, with all the knowledge and all the stuff that I've got, um, you know, to put my hand up when I'm struggling. So I, I give permission to all my mates and all my family members to, to know when I'm struggling and, and how, to, how to pull me out of that. Yeah, awesome. yeah, wow. And so did your, in that period, so your boss was obviously looking out for you and that was a significant, you know, relationship, obviously. What about on the family side of things at home? Yeah, good. Uh, look, my, my wife's incredible. 25 years we've been married next week. Wow. So, um, yeah, how lucky is she? Is you that old? Seriously, yeah, yeah, yeah. Unreal. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> she's, she's only 10. Um, but uh, <laughs> I'm not okay. sure what to make of that. Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. No. Um, <laughs> let's cut all this stuff. Um, now, look. She, she's incredible, mate. I, I refer to her as the conductor of my orchestra. She just knows the right strings to pull. She knows that, okay, this is movie time, family movie time. You know, I love crying at a Disney classic, you know, or a t- Tarantino film. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Everyone cries at a Tarantino film. You know. um, but uh, she'll know to call in mates and say, you need to take them out to do some karaoke or you need to take them out to have a hit of golf. Or, you know, she knows when I'm in my space it's 25 years will do that she knows the exact people to draw in that's um, awesome to, to help take me out of the, the funk where i'm at yeah, well, so that's unreal cool and we because that's one of the biggest things i think for loved ones partners of anyone going through a bit of shit yeah they're not necessarily the perfect person to you know do the proactive oh, sort yeah, of help yeah, yeah. for you but if they know the right people to bring in which yeah for blokes are your mates yeah 100 percent. yeah they're that that's awesome that she's that, that, that yeah. that's her approach because that's we were on a podcast asked the other week Laura Gervais and they wanted to know a couple couple girls what they can do for their partners yeah when yeah. you know when they're struggling more and we sort of said this it's like you're not necessarily the right person to but, but maybe if you can encourage them you know for their mates to do stuff together and all that sort of stuff and be social then yeah yeah and look I refer to it as my scaffolding so so when I'm in a place of wellness I. I I have a yarn to all my mates, you know, when I'm off Facebook for a while, for, you know, one or two days, I'm a prolific social media buff, but anyway. Um, so when I'm off this for a couple of days, you know I'm doing it tough. So that's your time to send me a message. Might not always reply to your message, but just by receiving a message, I'll know that someone cares and that might be that little seed of, you know, that, that hope when, you, when you're struggling. And, and and so I've got all these layers. I've got my, my wife, you know, um, pulling all the strings. I've got my mates keeping an eye out and all that sort of stuff so that if I wobble, 
I'm not going to fall all the way over. I got that scaffolding to keep me upright. Awesome! So I, I love the I love the way you talk about it. It's, it's like easy to understand. Yeah, very easy. Yeah, yeah it's, it's um, cool. the I just said um, you've said it a few times. The process in hospital. Yep. Tell, talk us through that. So it's yeah, it's it's a challenging uh, process, and um, as I said, they're they're pretty under resourced hospitals. Um, so you go through triage. They go, so what's wrong? And you go, oh, okay, this is this is this is my story. So you tell your story, and they go, okay, sit there, and we'll get we'll get a doctor to have a yarn with you. And you take in, he'll have a yarn, and you tell your story for a second time, and he goes, okay, might might be something. We'll call our on call psychologist in. Um, they'll have a yarn with you, and then I go, yeah, we think we we need to admit you over to the the psych unit, and then the psych unit will um, have a yarn with you with the nurses, and then the, you're there overnight, and then you have a chat to the psychiatrist and all the you know 27 students <laughs> um, and so it's a really emotionally and physically draining you know just to get in you know um, but saying that that kept me alive so do you know what it, that's, that's that's better than yeah, yeah, yeah the, the other one yeah. Yeah, yeah would you so, say that that process when you went to the hospital once you know because that's the big step right yeah yeah yep yeah. I need help once you do that is it almost as if you sort of had surrendered yourself to the fact that this was the process that you needed to go through? So going through all those steps, yeah, yeah, became part of the you know. It, it's understanding healing when when you run a marathon, you know, you don't just run a marathon. You've got to go through the steps. So for me, it was like knowing that okay, I've got to go through these steps to that get the help um, that I need, so that I don't feel like this, so that I can be there for the, for the, for the family that I adore, and and that's. Uh, um, you know, it's that step by step, inch by inch process, and that's you know that's my my life. You know, I still have my battles. It, sometimes it's three steps forward, two to the side, one back. You know, and it's bit a bit of a dance. Shop. Yeah, a bit yeah. of a dance. Do a little dance. Come on, I bet. Yeah, but but that's what it's about. It's a, it's about you know that's you, to get that journey happening to wellness. You, you, you need to you know, go through some of those steps. And I'm, I'm grateful that I had a mate that was willing to continue nagging me when he could see I was struggling. And stand by you. So yeah. how long were you in for? So that time I was in um, for a couple of weeks. Um, and that's, yeah, they diagnosed me, um, as I said, with bipolar there. And so a couple of weeks of getting used to medications and stuff like that. But um, So what is bipolar? So bipolar essentially is um, where you have sustained um, highs and sustained um, periods of lows, and and th- those highs might consist of you know some manic episodes. I think back back then I remember thinking that I was going to make the next Olympic Games um, in the ten thousand meters if I only shaved off um, six minutes uh, a kilometer. <laughs> Seriously, I, I honestly believe that I you know I'd be a, you know an Australian athlete before you. Um, I, yeah. So not so much delusional because I I could. I could justify in my head, um, you know, so that that sort of level of mania. And, 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 you know, look, that's, you know, going on Australia's Got Talent and all these sort of things. I have that firm belief in myself that, you know, if I apply myself, I can do stuff. Um, there might be some physical limitations, <laughs> but um, but that's where I was at. So that, yeah, wow. that, that, those, that, that mania or those manic moments and then the lows, um, pretty manic as well, where, where rather than, just being sad, you're actually forming to a, a deep, dark depression where, where a lot of that thought is around suicidality and um, and things like that. So, so what that um, what they do with, with medication and, and, and um, other other therapies is trying to minimise um, your highs so that they're not as high, you know, not as uh, manic, and minimise your lows so they're not as deep and dark. Yeah. Um, so that's that's. That's the concept around um, uh, mood stabilisers, the, the medication that I'm on. So okay. Yeah, right. Yeah. Wow. Because that's what uh, Nick Sutherland, like we, we work with down in Melbourne, he talks about, you know, the ebb and flow. Yeah. And it's sort of making sure that, yeah, even in the everyday uh, da- like life, that you're not getting too high on the highs and being too low on the lows. Yeah. And I suppose, obviously, yours is even yeah. more severe yeah. than oh, that. Look, 
Yeah, I, I think I'm pretty normal to be honest. But um, <laughs> oh, now, yeah, 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 yeah. I mean, yeah, 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 yeah. No, no. But, uh, yeah. yeah. Look, uh, and type one bipolar is where you have um, uh, various amounts of psychosis. Yeah. Um, so that's you know another another level. And you wouldn't even well. know where you at. You just no. thought it was normal. I suppose. Yeah, ab- absolutely. So I, I remember having a fair bit of psychosis as a teenager, where I, I thought I was one of the be- one of the four inherited beings of the earth and stuff like that. So it was um, shit. Yeah, 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 it was out there. Wow. <laughs> so once you Got, were diagnosed with bipolar. Yep. Was that a relief? Oh, yeah, 100%. I, it's nothing worse than thinking, you, you know, well, where am I getting these thoughts or where am I, why am I feeling like this? And then and someone's saying, well, you know, you, you, you're not alone. <laughs> There's that whole relief of, oh, you know, you know I'm, not, I'm not an individual. <laughs> mm. You know, I'm, you know, this can be managed. It's not just me. It's not just me. Yeah, hundred percent. So then, I guess you go through a process of once you accept that that's what you've been diagnosed with. I guess restructuring your life a bit and learning to manage and live with. Yeah, the yep. diagnosis. Yeah, uh, and that's for me. It's around balance now. You know, I, I love um, I love work and I love doing what I'm doing. I, I, you know, I talk with um, you know grubby subbies, tradies every day of the week um, that, that that are you know. Struggling with life, struggling with circumstances and stuff like that. So I, I love my work and I love my family. I'm enjoying hanging out. You know, we did the colour run with the kids the other week and, you know, just getting messed up in your hair and everything. Like that. It's just brilliant. So, you know, your work-life balance, your, your family balance um, and enjoying um, going for walks on the beach or walks in the bush and stuff like that. And I love music. So, you know, making sure things that fill my cup like music and sport and, uh, you know, we're that the Broncos are almost performing well, the Lions are, you know, all those sort of things that um, that, that fill my cup. But having that balance around um, uh, my life is one of the things that keeps me well today. So. Yeah, wow. Let's talk about what you're up to now. So you work for Mates of Construction here in Queensland. Yep. Run us through what that role entails. What's your, what's your role there? Yeah, look, we, we go on to... Um, we, we go on to construction sites or we, we hit up um, different uh, sites around... Um, the place, and we, we talk with uh, tradies around um, how to identify if your mate's struggling, how to identify if your mate uh, could be thinking about suicide, um, how you can ask them about that, how you can start a conversation about that. We talk about taking 10 seconds of courage to, to say, mate, I've noticed that um, you know, you're doing a whole thing, heap of things that aren't like you. What's that about? And calling people out on their behaviour pretty much. And then being able to listen um, without judgment, yeah. you know, because... You know, all different and yeah. um, unique and stuff like that. So listening to someone giving you all their reasons why they're struggling, why they're wanting to die, and then being able to hook them up with some some good services that are out there that can help people. It's not always about suicide. People can struggle from, you know, relationship breakdown, finances, drugs and alcohol, all those sort of things. So part of our role is to train people up on how to identify when some are struggling and then how to get them to the help that's out there. Yeah, awesome, awesome. So how did you end up getting into that? Role. What? What was the? When did that happen? Yeah. Look, I um, so when I I ended up losing my job and all that sort of stuff, and um, I had three years where I was running Jelly Belly Plumbing into the ground. You know, I wasn't. I'm a terrible business person. I got to tell you. Is this post? Yeah, diagnosis. Post diagnosis, and so for three years I, I wasn't working full time. So it was um, pretty crazy. But um, that would have been hard to manage. Oh. You know that in itself. Oh man, on top so many humbling lessons that I learnt, calling banks, calling mortgages, saying, have you got any hardship allowances? And just so much pride got dented, mate. But what I learnt is there's so many avenues, um, you know, mortgage, put our mortgage on hold for six months. And, um, you know, credit cards said, okay, we'll, we'll, we'll put money on your card and take you to the lower rate and all these crazy different things that if I hadn't reached out and asked hadn't swallowed my pride and asked, then um, mate, I, I don't know whether I, I would have lost my house or, to, you know, the kids would have been out of their school and stuff like that. So for three years I, I worked through that and um, I, I found out that a lot of my mates, a lot of my salty tradies were turning up to hospital asking me, you know, why, what, what's going on? Because I was the larrick and I was the one that's cracking all the jokes and stuff like that. Yeah. And so I, I just became transparent. I said, you know what, I don't have the energy to make any stuff up, so I just, just laid it all online. And the more transparent I was, it actually gave my mates permission to share their stories. Mm. 
And what, what I was finding was that, mate, we're all going through stuff. We were, we were all going through stuff, but we weren't talking about it. We'd be talking about the footy. We'd be talking about the bird Surface walking down shit. the street. Yeah, 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 absolutely. But we weren't talking about stuff that matters. And so I, I, I made it my mission to actually you know, start talking about this stuff. And, and so I started wandering around the country, having a yarn with whoever would hear. And, um, and I had a yarn with mates in construction at a couple of their lunches and stuff like that. And um, I worked in mental health for a couple of years as um, part-time peer support worker. And um, then finally got a gig with mates a couple of years ago. So it was, um, yeah, it, and, and it's it's awesome being able to have a yarn with people when they're um, when they're struggling. It's a privilege that people will open up to you, and and like you guys know, you know, just starting that conversation, it's like cracking the seal. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. It's awesome. that's unreal, mate. That's once, once they open up, you can't shut them up. Yeah, which is a good it. thing. It's a great thing. Mate, it's yeah. it's yeah, nothing nothing bad about it whatsoever. Yeah, uh, but yeah, it's. Well, what we're trying to do is, I guess, incite, you know, real conversations and yeah. cut the bullshit. Basically. Like this one. Yeah, yeah exactly yeah. right. And it's just, it's awesome. It's just, there's so much power to it. So, yeah, I love, I love you. I love your vibe and your style. Yeah. It's really cool, man. Have you got, have you, you must have a, a whole, you know, a whole c- catalogue of incredible stories and conversations that you've had. and So many, so many people out there. So many, like, uh, yeah, I... Uh, Without going into confidentiality, mate, just just so many good people go through tough stuff, mm. and it breaks your heart because you know they they go you are you know, but for the different circumstances they go you are, and and so just the um, the honour that people you were talking about on the weekend, the amount of stories that people would mm. would lay on you, mm. and, um, and and mate, and and I hear that daily too, and and I always like to say that you know we might not be able to change the whole world, but change you know what we can with what we've got in our hands one conversation at a time every conversation matters and um, if we can be transparent we can be fair dinkum then and that's going to keep our mates on the planet do you often i look at your story and what everything we've just talked about and you know maybe you weren't cut out to be a plumber like maybe you <laughs> this was actually your intended you know journey path to yeah. do your time on the tools have your struggles to then become this person who can be transparent and share openly because just your demeanor and your vibe it's comfortable it's it's relaxed it's you know easy yeah right yeah, yeah, and you yeah. think that's you know potentially you've just ended up where you were supposed to be through a bit of a roller coaster of a journey yeah well that's the same with you know when you're talking with people that are sharing their sad stories with you you're listening you you know you really got that air of empathy going um, you know that self care about you know uh, debriefing and stuff like that's also important. Yeah. Um, well, how, how do you how do you look after your own mental health now? Yeah. Look, it, it, I I regularly have a yarn with um, a counsellor. So once once every couple of weeks, um, I'll go and have a yarn. Yeah. And you know we'll talk about strategies. Um, at the moment, I've got a pretty cool strategy around um, uh, taking your thoughts to court. Uh, so. Real cool concept. I like it anyway. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, but it's like when you're in a good space, you know, you can think, you know, I'm a good dad, I'm a good husband, you know, I'm a good workmate and all that sort of stuff. When you're in a tough space, you might be thinking, oh, I'm no good at this, I'm no good at that and all that. And so when I'm in that good space, I'll, I'll be the, the good lawyer and I'll write, um, here's all my arguments that I've got that say oh, I'm a good dad, that I'm a good worker and, and all that. And so I've, I've got all those on a piece of paper so that when I'm in a you know pretty ordinary space and I've got that negative thought coming in, I can say, well, actually, the, the, the um, my, attorney, my attorney says I'm, I'm okay as a dad because I've done this, this and this. And um, That's awesome. That's, I've just, never heard that one before. That's, that's a yeah, cracker. Yeah, so that's, that's, I mean, that's the sort of stuff. It's not always going back into your past and saying, you know, because I had KFC as a seven year old I'm going to grow big man breasts or anything like that this is all about this is all about um, you know that's, been one that's hell, another kettle of that fish that must have been one hell of a feed <laughs> it was and it still is um, but, but it's all about providing strategies on how I can stay well and so even if it's just having a yarn about man I really had a tough week and people were doing it tough and I've, I've just really you know I need to debrief I need to have a yarn about this stuff to you know just to leave it at the door yeah and um and and we work on strategies like taking your thoughts to court and stuff like that. It's, yeah. So it's one of the things that helps keep me well as well as you know that balance that I was talking about with family and hobbies and and work and all filling that sort the of cup. Stuff. Yeah, 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 yeah. So 
the process of actually talking to a counsellor, right? You've yep. got a, a, quite a good relationship with your counsellor. Has it been a long time sort of yeah, a Yeah, look, thing, mate, I, I use the old adage, mate. If I have a bad pizza, I don't stop eating pizza, I don't go to a different pizza yeah. shop. Yeah, okay? simples. Sim- simple stuff. Yeah. So, look, mate, I've gone through so many counsellors that we just, you know, not, on the, not on the same page. And, and I finally, you know, uh, I finally found one that, yeah, yeah, this is cool. Okay, he gets me. I challenge him. He challenges me. And um, a, a, and we've got a great relationship, and that's what a good counsellor is. So, I mean, I hear so many people say, I gave that a try once. Didn't work. Well, you know, as I say, if you have a bad pizza, don't stop eating pizza. Go to a different pizza shop. So that, that's that's why I encourage, you know, same with medication, mate. You know, not everyone needs to be on medication. Mm. But, it, but it helps me, and I understand that. But I, I, wasn't, I wasn't a fan. My first medication they gave me, you know... I, I'm not a fan of constipation. I don't know if you are, but um, you know that. I love, I love this stuff. I, I know, I know. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Two teaspoons every morning, um, but I wasn't a fan, and so you know, I challenged the doctors. I said, "There's got to be something else out there, you know, without those side effects. Give me something else." And then we we found something. So continue to challenge. You know, if you're not getting the support, or if you're not finding the thing that's that's helping you at that time, challenge. It's good. Ask for that. That's a good. Uh, oh yeah, yeah. Good. Uh, there must be a. When it comes to self-doubt, yep. right, and you are seeking help, mm. say from a counsellor or a psychologist or whatever, and the reason you're doing it is because you've got, you know, a bunch of issues going on, including self-doubt, and then you go and talk to someone that doesn't quite work out. It's easy to understand how that process might tarnish oh, the whole thing for, 100%. A, for a person. And right? it can be an easier outlet to say, Stuff this. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. And, and as I was saying, when you're on, in those places, uh, I've found for myself that, <laughs> do you know what? <laughs> I just don't have the energy. Um, but that, that's where, you know, having that scaffolding of mates and family members that can help, you know, come on, we're not giving up on your brother. Uh, you know, yeah. they're the ones that, that help me through that as well. And, um, yeah. That's awesome. What, that's you awesome. Were, what you were saying before about what your mate that said you took you, took you going to the lowest of lows to get to where you are now. Yeah, yeah. I suppose that's a real silver lining, right, of going through what you went through that you probably didn't see yeah. happening at the time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Do you think that resilience and getting through that tough stuff is, you know, a, a quite an important message to impart on people who are going through stuff because it's hard to see out of the dark hole. Isn't yeah, it? yeah. Oh, look, and 100% agree with, with that and just the fact that, I can look back from this side, looking back at where I've been and know that it did get brighter, it did get better. Um, and it doesn't always feel like it when you're in the midst of that um, that struggle. And if, you, if you're right in the midst of it now, even hearing that, you, you think, oh, yeah, sure. You know, there's so many, you know, um, of those sayings that really great, <laughs> you know, when you're struggling. Uh, but the reality is it, it is true. It does get better and... and I don't know, when we're talking with people that are thinking about suicide, it's about it's how do we keep you safe for now and it's just taking that incremental step so that we can keep someone safe until that moment that, um, yeah, they are seeing a bit of that, you know, little light shining through. Um, so from, from my experience and every person's experience, it's different and unique. I'd, I'd be a fool to come up here and say, hey, look at me, this is, you know. It's easy, come it, do what I easy. did. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, because I, I know that... Is so tough when you're in those those moments. So mm. it's it's about hanging hanging on and getting some support around you to to get you through that that moment at that time. And yeah. I think and I think the thing that people need to remember is that for the most part they do have that support there. Yeah, they might not feel it at the time when you're sort of in that space. Yeah, yeah. But everyone does have someone out there who cares about them, and you know. I've heard this saying three times in the past two weeks about I'd rather sit with you for as long as it takes yep. for you to pour your heart out to me, listen to all your shit, than to sit through your 15-minute eulogy. Yeah. Oh, yeah, you know? like that's powerful, mate, yeah. And it, and, and it's so true. So true. We we get so caught up and so busy in life that, um, you know, sometimes we don't have time for the stuff that matters. I think we need to make more time for it. Well, what does matter? So this is the thing. What does matter for blokes? Because you're out on building sites. Yep. What is it? Because it's not until you get that perspective or until you've been to the lowest of the lows that you actually can get that perspective and, you know, take stock of what actually it is that fills your cup. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, that's a great question, mate. Um, 
and and for everyone it's different, I suppose. Um, for me, it's family. I, I've seen so much of the, the world, you know, in my you know, short young time that to me, you know, everything you can go jump, it's my family. Uh, you know, they've been there through thick and thin. For other people, it's their dog. Yeah, Do and I mean, know? I suppose like jobs come and go. Oh, you know, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. We Real. get so caught up in all the toys, you know, the race to get the most toys by the end of it, and you know. It, people that matter most around that seems to be a big thing doesn't it this attachment to material possessions and objects that we try and clutter our lives with to make us feel good for a short amount of time it's a marketing that's a marketing win yeah (laughs) there you go that's what they're put there for yeah absolutely it's just been sold to us that this is the answer yeah, yeah, and and look, you know, I'm I'm not against you know having a nice place and you know wearing nice clothes. Yeah, you know, um, I, I'm I'm all about um, you know, we, we do life um, to you know to experience. That's what I want my kids to experience the whole gamut. You know, and, yeah. Um, uh, but remembering the most important stuff back to your original question is um, is holding close the things that hold you dear. Yeah, yeah. Oh, you were talking about earlier about talking to your kids about you want them to try everything, have a crack and just yeah, do yeah. things and and you've taken the bull by the horns or the buck by the yeah. um, <laughs> hoof. I've got nothing there. <laughs> and showing them how to do it by going putting yourself out there on Australia's Got Talent, national T V yeah. and having a crack. Yeah. And you had a crack and no one can ever take that away from you. But after having the crack, I mean it can go one of two ways, can't it? You yeah. can either put yourself out there and it'll be the best thing you ever did, or you can put yourself out there, and sometimes it doesn't work out. Yeah, yeah. But that's okay too, right? You can you can bounce back from it. You can come back from it, and the resilience and the lessons and the you know the, the takeaways from that whole experience make you a stronger a stronger person. Is that? Yeah. Well, mate, hundred percent. Gee, you're good. Eh? <sighs> yeah, mate. And that's the thing. It's okay not to be okay. You know that whole message. You know, my girls. You know, they, they, you know they're going to be whatever they want to be when they grow up. I got my hundred percent support. You know, just give it. You mean you're not going to force them to go to uni and do a degree nah. that they don't want to do? And nah, nah. <laughs> <laughs> one wants to be a hairdresser and the other one wants to be an artist, and it's like, you know what? Beauty, you go for it. Yeah. You, you go and do what brings you joy. Is it Widow. this that's inspired her to become a hairdresser? <laughs> no, I, I think <laughs> the irony. Yeah, 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 yeah. I want some cornrows later on, sweetheart. Oh, you? you'd rock yeah. cornrows, mate. Yeah, yeah. Now look, um, you might have to start playing reggae as well. Oh, yeah, well. yeah, man. Oh, yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, and that, that's it. I, I just want my my kids to be happy. I just want them, you know, knowing that you know it's um, it's a big bad world out there, and we've seen some tough stuff, and some kids face some real challenges out there, but. Um, uh, at the end of the day, I've got such an open conversation with my girls about talking about mental health, about, you know, um, self-harm and suicide and stuff like that, it, that um, they they often come and talk with me about friends they're worried about and things like that. So the transparency of conversation and, and wanting the people you care about to succeed is is, is my main motivator in life to, to do what I do. And, um, That's you know, awesome. That's yeah. brilliant. So what, what does the future hold? Justin? Um, uh, I'm going to shave down in November, mate. <laughs> awesome. <laughs> the immediate future. Yeah. Um, so growing hair for a year for this. But um, for me, mate, I just want to keep the conversations going. I want to support people like you that that are getting out there, just um, starting conversations in every aspect of life. Um, because, again, if we all do what we can do what, with what we've got in our hands, we're going to keep our mates on the planet. So I, I want to support everyone that's that's um, that's sharing this message in the world and um, – and, and look, I'm just a daggy old plumber from Logan, but um, I'm going to do what I can do to, to 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 spread that message and to support other people. Spread. I, I don't think a lot more than that, mate. I don't think you'd have the same cut through if you weren't daggy, though. Yeah, you know what I mean? It's relatable, true. right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh. Look, mate, not everyone can be Chris Hemsworth. You know, I've, I've obviously got the the, the six pack um, hidden in ice um, for today, um, but you know, look, I, I I think there's beauty in just being yourself. You know, tr- we talk about being transparent. Can't be anyone else. No, no. Cut the shit. Everyone else is taken, mate. Fair dinkum. <laughs> so I guess being trading focused we, might be a good opportunity to take it back to that target target audience. Yep. What would you say to, you know, sort of anyone out there who, you know, who might be going through a bit of drama? Or know of or, someone that's going yeah, through Yeah, or know of someone, you know. Yeah. What's, yeah. yeah, great, great questions. Look, call people out on what you're noticing. If you're worried about a mate, Call them out on what, you know, mate, you know, you're doing this, you're saying that, you know, all these things aren't like you. 
what's going on. Take 10 seconds of courage to have a conversation and then listen without judgment. Um, and, and, and then try and say, mate, look, I'm, I'm just a plumber, I'm just a carpenter, I'm just a whatever. How about we get you to someone that can actually help keep you safe, you know, you know that someone that's more qualified to, mm. you know, support you right now. So those, you know, I encourage anyone that's struggling, as tough as it is to put your hands up, but more, more than that, I actually encourage their mates to notice and to take 10 seconds of courage to have a conversation that could change a life. And that's, that's what it's all about. It's not rocket surgery. You don't have to be a psychologist. You don't have to fix stuff. You don't have to do any of that sort of stuff. You actually just take 10 seconds of courage to say, mate, I know you're struggling. I can see it. You're doing all this stuff. And um, yeah, try and get them to that help that's out there because it's some good help, help that's out there. Awesome, awesome, mate. How's the music going? Yeah, terrible, mate. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. Um, yeah, <laughs> that's a bit too loud. Um, yeah, now look, I... I, I get out. I, I, I have a bit of a sing song and try and get people to sing along. Bit of um, karaoke. Bit of karaoke. What's your mate. go-to? Oh, look, I'm, I'm a bit of Mustang Sally, you know, a bit oh, of that old R&B stuff. Mate. Get out of here. Sam Cooke, come on. If you ever. Oh. <laughs> bit of James Brown. It's all happening, mate. So awesome, mate. And it's good for, the, good for the soul, <laughs> eh? Good is. for the soul. Yeah, yeah so fills your cup the, up. Fills your yeah, cup up. not so much for the years of people out there, but good for my cup. That's, yeah, that's awesome, awesome, mate. Well, that's yeah. the main thing, and I guess as long as... Other people out there can find that way of, yeah. of filling their cup as well, you know. Hundred yeah, percent. That's the main thing. Yeah. Awesome. That Mate, was a great a chat. Really awesome yarn. I'm just a little disappointed. There's no Buck the Bronco outfit here, but oh, you know, yeah, we had. We'll the put that. We'll put the link up in the oh, in the, the uh, YouTube we comments and on the Facebook so people can check it out. Just on the mating instruction side of things. Yep. If people do need. To, to get to a professional or figure out what that next step is? How can they do that? 100%. Look, mates in construction, anyone who's a, a, a tradie um, in, in Australia um, can call 1300 642 and that'll, that'll get someone um, that can actually link them up, listen to them, link them up to um, some of the services that are out there. So that's a free service, mate, for, um, for anyone that's a tradie or their immediate family. So. Awesome. Awesome, mate. Any parting messages for our two... Two or three followers out there. My parents yeah. that are listening. <laughs> yeah, yeah, you, you've done really well with your kids. Uh, now, nah, look, just just be kind, mate. You know, in a world that's so busy and so so vent on beating itself up, let's let's be kind to each other and uh, and let's have conversations that matters. Awesome, Justin. Mate, beautiful. Thanks, brother. Happy days. Have an awesome week. Let's rock out on the yoke now. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Happy days, Jimmy. Awesome, mate. Good on you. Thanks, Cheers, mate. mate. Well, how about that podcast with Gangy? Absolute cracker, D'Anthony. It was a bloody good one. If you want to watch that interview, head over to YouTube, search for Trade Mutt, and remember to hit the subscribe button to stay up to date with our latest releases. Absolutely. And if you want to get updated for when our new podcasts drop, just click the subscribe button on your favourite podcast app. And make sure you give us a rating as well. Love ya. We need all the ratings we can get. You.